Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest from across the country with a fabulous topic. Also, I'm, in, I'm involved with NAFI, the largest global network for women, which is located in New York. It is the largest group for women in, globally, and you can check them out at www.nafi.com. Today, my, my guest is fabulous. Her name is Leandrea Cantrice, and let me tell you a little bit about her. Both is a dynamic speaker and celebrated author of six books. She has impacted many multifaceted audience throughout the country with her life-changing message and award-winning programs. DeAndrea is an expert at transforming organizations and individuals by inspiring them to live their lives at a higher level of purpose. A single mother at the age of 14, DeAndrea overcame teen parent stereotypes, realized she was capable of being much more than a statistic, and saw her future in a positive light. Earning a bachelor's in communications with a minor in psychology and an emphasis in conflict management, DeAndrea never gave up on her dreams. She has since graduated from several leadership programs. DeAndrea has become a certified Six Sigma Green Belt customer service training and stress customer service training and stress and time management, becoming an expert on personal branding, communications, writing, and motivation. Audience cannot audience connect with DeAndre through her interactive style and approachable manner. Her deeply profound insight and perspective coupled with her vivacious presentations have made her a highly sought-after speaker. She has a special talent for easily connecting with her audience, creating immediate feelings of trust and integrity. She greets everyone she meets with a smile and endeavors to have a positive impact on everyone she encounters through effective communication, veracity, and affirmative interaction. She believes that with direction and discipline, accomplishment is attainable. She is the author of several books, including Rhythm Can't Keep Time, Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough, When Emotions Lie, you, when emotions lie, you um, branding yourself for success and tiptoes, steel toes and stilettos. She is a columnist and the host of the popular podcast, Catch the Ribbon. Catch the Rhythm. DeAndrea has been named as a finalist for Stiletto Woman in Business Award, SWIBA for the 2004 Author of the Year and the recipient of the Distinction of Excellence Award. Her website is www.deondrea.com, and she is coming to us today from Texas. Welcome, Deandra. Hi, how are you, Robbie? I am fabulous. I'm so happy to have you on the show to talk about personal branding. So what is a brand architect? I've never heard that expression (laughs) before. Well, basically what I do is I consider when you think about branding, I have to build something with you. So when I thought about it, um, I said, oh, wow, that's a nice title that would accompany more or less encompass what I do because I will partner with people to help them build and maintain their brand. 
Um, and definitely their personal brand, whether they are an employee or an entrepreneur. Wow, that's pretty cool. What is the definition of personal branding? Well, I think um, I would define it as your unique promise of value. A lot of people don't realize, you know, we go to work every day and we don't realize that we have a brand regardless if we know it or not. So either it was given to us, we it transcended to us, we created it, or it's just, um, like I say, kind of a mishmash of what others believe and perceive you to be. So, um, you know, when you think about what is personal branding, it's basically a place to occupy in the forefront of someone's mind. If they think of, okay, I need um, sales, someone's name should pop up. Um, and preferably it's yours if you're into sales or if they need a certain product or service that you're the first name that comes to mind. Can you give us a couple of examples? Because a lot of people really don't know what branding means. So basically, um, if you think about what um, – I'll go with the structure – in an organization versus a small business or an entrepreneur. When when it's time to um, launch a project, more or less, people don't sit down and say, oh, you know what, I want Bob or Kevin or Michelle or Mary. What they think about is, okay, I need an engineer that knows X, Y, Z. And when they think about the things that they need, the people – become synonymous with what they do. Um, I can give you a more granular approach to it. Um, We've all worked in an organization where there's 50 customer service reps. What makes one shine more so than the others? Considering we're all delivering customer service, but the one that seems to volunteer for special projects, go the extra mile, um, they're showing that they have added value other than just answering the phone. So that's what that brand is. When people, you want to be that go-to person, for lack of a better term. So that's what really branding is all about. Wow, that's great. What are some of the myths, a couple of myths about personal branding? Well, I would say the greatest myth is that you have to be a celebrity or something, um, someone in the public eye in order to have a brand. And that's not true. Everyone has a brand. Everyone um, needs a brand. And like I say, even if you're starting out in your career or you're mid-level or you're an entrepreneur, you basically, what is it that you want to be known for? What is it that you do? Um, So when you start thinking about the myths, that's one of the myths. Another myth is that, um, you know, branding and promotion and advertising are are all synonymous, and they're not. Your brand is who you are, and then the advertising and promotion is how you convey the message of who you are and the value that you provide. Hmm. Why is personal branding essential? Well, um, especially in this day and time, we're living in a um, very technological stage where uh, globalization has 
become more commonplace than not. So you're now competing with um, a greater pool in both the marketplace as well as the workplace. So it will assist you in attracting the type of clients you desire, the opportunities you desire. Um, A lot of people, especially women, are now returning back to the workforce. Their children are um, grown and off to college, and so they've decided to go back into the workforce. So it's really essential to be able to say, this is what I'm coming to the table with, regardless if you decide to be an employee or an entrepreneur. It positions you to say, okay, this is the added value, that yes, you're looking for an accounts payable person. However, I also have training experience or I also have software development experience. And then as an employer, you can look and say, oh, wow, um, this person can help us you know, with our new SAP software or can automate some of our processes or whatever. So those would be, that's why it's really essential. It really brings visibility to who you are. Um, I know a lot of times people do a lot of volunteer work, and then when they're trying to figure out, like you said, all the different talents they have, they forget about all of that talent as well, and they should include that. Do you agree? Oh, I definitely agree. And regardless if they have a job or not, is volunteerism is a way to bring visibility to your brand because just like um, our kids um, go to school and we're parents and we have careers, so does the parents of the children that um, our children go to school with. So if you think about it, as you're volunteering at the PTA or meeting or at the bake sale, you have the opportunity to interact with other professionals. And so not only um, can you put down, hey, I volunteered for the PTA and served as the um, events coordinator and so on and so forth, these are the things that I did, but then it also, like I say, allows you to connect with other professionals that may be looking for an event coordinator or an an, an analyst or something of that sort that would be applicable to the skills that you've displayed. That's true. Uh, how does a person know what their personal brand is? Well, what I usually say is, to tell me in eight words or less what it is that you do. And if a person uh, can't tell me in eight words or less, that little that usually lets me know that they um, have either a fragmented brand or an underdeveloped brand. So what I start them out with is a couple exercises. You know, what are their strengths? You know, how they how have they used those strengths? What value do those strengths provide? And then what are the areas of their of improvement? You know, and are these things worth building? Because some things that, um, for example, an area of, of improvement for me is graphic design. Rather than trying to learn graphic design, I contract that service out. So especially for entrepreneurs, don't feel like you have to do it all. Know what your strengths are, know what your weaknesses are, and capitalize on your strengths and contract out your weaknesses. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, Can a person change their personal brand? 
definitely you really want to if there's a need. Now, I would caution people, um, do it if there's a need. And I'll give an example. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I had been in the workforce probably 15 years, and I was good at everything, which meant I had not mastered anything. So I became the go-to person. That was my brand. If you need it done, um, go to DeAndrea. Not if we need the best accountant, call DeAndrea, or if we need the best, um, you know, event planner or whatever it was, I was not at the top of the mind. But any type of fill-in person or let's get the job done, that's who I became. So I had to really sit down and say, okay, what is it that I want to be known for? When this problem comes up, I'm the person that they think of on the top of their mind. But what I will caution people to do is don't haphazardly change your brand every year or six years or whatever the case may be because then at that point you still look confused and that you really don't have direction. So, for example, if I got your business card at a networking event and it says that you're an accountant and then I bump into you a year later, now you're giving me a um, business card that says you're into basket weaving. Then it's like, okay, well then, oh, you switched careers? Yeah, and I've done this. So you kind of want to stay in the same vein. Now, you can monetize your brand different ways within that same vein. So, for example, you can be an accountant, but then you can also um, become an adjunct professor teaching accounting. You may also decide to, you know, train people on how to um, use a new um, accounting software program or whatever the case may be, but your vein is still within the accounting arena. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what role does personal branding play on social media? Because social media is so big these days, and we need to, you know, we really need to do as much as we can on that. Well, what is interesting is people don't realize that you're being looked at. Every Every interaction is an interview, and especially with social media, before they pick up the phone to call you, before someone sends you an email, most of the time they've already Googled you to find out what is it that's showing up and whatnot. And I know people, when it comes to social media, well, I'll make all my stuff private. Well, yeah, you can make it private. However, if I am your friend and I choose to share something from your page or repost something, then that's still getting your name out there and then on the flip side of it, if I go to Google you and you're, you're, if you tell me you're the greatest and the best in your field and I go to Google you and I can't find anything or everything is set as private, it's going to make me wonder what is it that you have to hide. So when it comes to social media, ensure that your brand online is cohesive with your brand in person and is cohesive with your brand in print. So whatever brand colors and message you put online should be the same deliverable people receive when they're looking at you in person. 
So um, you want to make sure that it's all congruent and there's no fragmentation at all. So if you are a, you know, um, if you decide that your brand is, I'll think of an extreme, is, you know, you want to be known as a straight-laced person that I want to teach um, Bible study at this Catholic school. But then your Facebook pictures and, you know, your tweets are about, you know, your frolicking and, you know, doing shots in Cancun or whatever the case may be. Those things are now conflicting. And not to say that you can't do those things, but if it's something that's going to go, I would say, directly negatively impact your brand, don't post it. Don't write it. Don't share it you know, to any degree. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a negative thing. Um, I know someone who, you know, he goes on these rants on Facebook. And, you know, I worked with him as a client, and I said, you can't do that. I said, because if someone comes across your page and they see these rants, although they may be right or wrong, my first thought is, oh, my God, if I make him angry, he's going to rant about me and I won't do business with you. So it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be the most extreme, but it does have to make sure it aligns with who you are. You can't say I'm a known Democrat and then everything on your social media sites are Republican. So right. you just really have to make sure. you got to keep your personal, personal and your business business. Yes, yes. Now, uh, which one of your books really taps into personal branding and what makes the book different from other personal branding books? Well, it's entitled You, Branding Yourself for Success. And what makes it very different than a lot of the other personal branding books out there is you really have to brand yourself from the inside out. You really have to know and embrace your truth, your passion, your desires, because if you don't know who you are intrinsically, it will be hard for others to buy into who you portray yourself to be externally. So that's when you run into, okay, I have to rebrand myself because, you know, you were putting up this facade of, you know what, I really only decided to be a flight attendant because people told me that's what I should do when my heart wasn't in it. My heart was really to be a teacher or whatever the case may be. So what I really do is I actually have writing prompts in there that ask questions that make you really define you know, what path are you on? Some of the questions I ask are, what are your priorities? What is your goal positioning? So how do you plan to achieve these goals? You know, what is it going to take to get to these goals? And in looking at yourself internally, you'll be able to find, okay, you know what? This is my brand. This is what I want to do, and this is how I want others to perceive me. I think that's great because you can walk them through it. And the key thing is they have to be honest with themselves to really, like you say, it's from the inside out and go within and say, is this really what I want to do? And then take the next step. Exactly. How how does a person gain more visibility for their personal brand? Well, depending on what their... um, 
what their objective is, depending on what field of study or I should say their industry that they want to work in, that's how you would gain more visibility. So how that would look is it can be everything from, as I said, volunteering. If you are, um, and not everybody is cut out to do the soup kitchen. Not everybody is cut out to do the PTA. But there's other ways that you can volunteer. You can become a board member. You can um, volunteer at your office, do the Christmas party, um, or um, volunteer to be on a different um you know, a special project, a you know, some type of forum, pilot program. You can also um, continuing education is a way to build your brand. Networking, um, definitely a presence on social media. Um, I would say partnerships and affiliations because if you belong to some type of organization, you're going to meet like-minded people. That in a lot of times even if they don't need you or your services, there's always the opportunity to refer your services to someone else. So it's really important that you do some, if not all, of those things um, to business owners. Sponsorships are a good idea. Um, You know, take out an ad, you know, make a donation where your logo is going to be on the backdrop or whatever. So it's little minor things that you can do depending on your budget, depending on your time and your industry, what it is that you would like to do. Um, Tell me a little bit about your, you have a podcast called Catch the Rhythm. What is that all about? Catch the Rhythm, um, basically I talk about the, um, when I think of rhythm, it's all about communicating in your interpersonal relationships. So it's important that we know about who we are and who we're dealing with. One of the things that I, you know, people will hear me consistently say is understanding and agreement are not synonymous. If I can understand your thought process or your values or whatever, not that I agree with them, but if I can understand them, that makes it easier for me to communicate with you. The better I can communicate with you, the better I can sell to you. I can partner with you. I could become an affiliate with you. Um, So it's really important that we cultivate our interpersonal relationships more so than anything, not just, um, you know, hey, I know you thank you for shopping by. It's important that we develop those relationships with our vendors, with our clients, with, you know, other members in the community as well. So I really focus on topics that matter most to people. So how can they connect and hear the podcast? Um, I am on iTunes and Stitcher. And for those people who are not um, familiar with the Apple products, um, um, you can also access the um, podcast directly from my website under the Catch the Rhythm um, tab. It'll take you right to it, and you can see all of the uh, previous episodes. Um, Give them your website again. Okay, my website is www.deandrea.com. 
And I can also be reached on all of the social media websites as well at username Deandrea. And how, where can people buy your books? My books are available in print, audiobooks, and ebooks. So you can get them from everywhere from audible.com to iTunes to Barnes & Noble to your local bookstore. If you're um, an Amazon Prime member, I definitely encourage you to pick it up there. But no matter where you go, um, a couple of them are in the libraries. I don't know if they're all there yet <laughs> because I haven't been to the library in a while. But um, pretty much anywhere you can find a book, you're most likely to find mine. If it's not on the shelf, ask someone and they can definitely get it ordered for you. Great. Uh, another question. Um, how did you get the ideas to write all these books? You've wrote and written six books in six years. That is quite a record. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, well, I started out as a fiction writer, and then I had so many people coming to me wanting information about how did, you know, with it being such a competitive literary world today, how was I able to gain visibility and still sell books? So I then um, wrote and published um, Write and Grow Rich, which is a book on literary marketing. And, of course, you branding yourself for success. I basically tell people this is what I did to gain the visibility to actually start to attract versus chase um, opportunities that um, I needed and wanted in my life. And all those books are are listed on your website, is that right? They are, um, yes. And if someone wants to even just go to Amazon and just type in DeAndrea, because I know it's it's sometimes it's like, okay, which book was which one and which one did I decide that I wanted? If they just go to Amazon, type in my name, I actually have an author page there, and they can it connects with my blog. They can see um, all my titles, synopsis, um, reviews of the books, and then also just, and I usually send people to Amazon only because from Amazon they have the option to choose the audio, the paperback, or the ebook from one place versus having to go to the different sites. And again, the spelling of her name is D-E-O-N-D-R-I-E-A, and the last name is C-A-N-T-R-I-C-E. Um, another question, I know that you speak um, and, and you write. Do you also do coaching or um, consulting with companies? Um, yes, I am officially launching all my programs the first of the year just because it has been a um, on a referral basis, so I did not have a formal program in place up until now. So I would get invited to come in and do a lunch and learn or whatever the case may be. But starting the first of the year, I will have some online programs where people can um, pay a fee and definitely download um, materials, uh, join webinars and teleconferences and everything so they can look for those announcements um, over the next coming weeks and will be available as of the first of the year. On your website, do you have a place that if they go to your website, they can sign up and then that way they'll start getting the information? 
That is correct, yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, we are down to the end of the the interview. It goes very fast, and I think that the uh, let's take um, tell us one key, couple key things that you want to leave with our audience before we close off. Um, okay. Well, what I would say is the best, most effective way to build and maintain your brand is to be creative, be consistent. And I would say be confident. Those are the three things that if you do those, be confident in who you are, be creative at what you consistent and how you do it, you'll definitely make a mark in your industry. And the other step would be to call you at uh, check out your website yes. at <laughs> www.deandrea.com. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. We're at the end of the show. And um, keep me posted. If you come up with some other books, let me know, all right? I sure will. And thank you so much, Robbie, for having me on your show. Yeah, I picked up some great tips myself from your uh, interview, and I always love that. So, again, thank you, and have a fabulous evening. You too, and enjoy your holidays. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye.